0: afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the City Chatter Podcast. I'm John Bernstrom, the host of the show, public information officer for the City of Grand Forks, and welcome this week to Tricia Lunsky. Thank you, Tricia, for joining us this week.
1: Thank you for having yeah. me.
0: You, you came back, so that's always a bonus. I appreciate that. Yes. All right. No, that, that's, that's, that's always a good thing. So let's get right into it. Um, uh, at the time when we're doing this, uh, the City of Grand Forks special election on sales tax is actively going on. So, uh, what, what I'm going to talk about, uh, what, what the vote is, and then we're going to get more into some So, the vote is that three quarter cent sales tax that is currently allocated to the Alaris Center yes. um, to pay off the, for better term, the mortgage and the maintenance, yep. is going to be extended or the sunset taken away. And then maintenance still goes to the Elaris Center, but that what we were paying for the mortgage, I'm, I'm really dumbing it down here. So, um, But what we paid for the mortgage, which would go away, would go to a new facility. Um, can you talk about uh, kind of how we got to this election today?
1: Yeah, so uh, I think Grand Forks has, has needed a, a turf facility, a pool, a um, pool think it's really sad that we don't have a pool once the hislop comes down right and that's um, next
0: year i believe right
1: 25 25
0: two years hey, don't two years ago me on that. but I'm it's coming sure. up yes. it's coming up
1: yeah so and i think the hislop disappearing really kind of pushed this to the next level um our, i think our community just really needs this space um so the vote today is should we keep that sales tax and build this turf slash pool facility
0: Right. And there, there is a, a private-public aspect to this. Altru has come forward and saying, if this happens, we're willing to put some money into it for naming rights and stuff like that. Uh, so it's not all um, public money, if you will.
1: Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of sponsorship naming opportunities. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with all of them. But yes, Altru has stepped up for naming mm-hmm. facilities. I believe there's someone in line for the turf and someone in line for possibly the track or the pool. And then um, a lot of other opportunities, too.
0: So you talk about the need of a facility like this. Um, my children are younger than your children, but uh, my kids play uh, outdoor sports on football fields, soccer fields, and stuff like that. And when it gets into winter, that that's uh, kind of it until spring. And even spring's a little, uh, we'll see what spring is like. Um, you're very much more into that. You've done a lot of travel for soccer. Just talk about the places you've been to that have some indoor facilities like this?
1: Um, so right now, I think West Fargo has the Rusted Center. It's an unbelievable facility. It has three, I believe it's three soccer fields. It has a track. It has courts. It has rooms. Um, and, and yes, sadly, we have to travel to Fargo a few times a week um, to play winter soccer. There are some opportunities in Grand Forks, but just not as much as Fargo. Um, so I, the Rustad really stands out to me because it's It's close, Um, it just is such a beautiful, well-loved facility, so hopefully we can achieve something like that.
0: I I will say this is uh, my son, uh, now in middle school, but when he he played youth football, the youth football program here in Grand Forks does a really good job, Um, and then they would use the Fritz Pollard. For those that say we have an indoor turf, it's UND's, UND's facility over there. Sure, we'd use it sometimes, but uh, having an elementary kid on a Sunday night at close to 10 o'clock, because that's when it's available, was getting a little old.
1: Right. It's pretty tough right now. It's hard to keep those kiddos up late. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, as, as parents, we all want to keep our kids active. Winters do get long here, yep. so we just need to get out and moving. Um, so I think the more opportunities we have, the better.
0: I've I've been that parent of a nice winter day. Go outside. What should we do? I don't care. <laughs> Just get out of the house. I I don't care. You're driving me crazy. Go outside. Exactly. (laughs) Um, uh, In Ward 4, uh, this happened, uh, I believe it was last week, right? So there's been this ongoing discussion, whether it's tied to the bridge, and we've kind of separated this from a bridge discussion, is traffic safety in that Phoenix Elementary area. That's 4th Avenue South, Belmont Road. Um, And by traffic safety, I just don't mean cars. I also mean pedestrian, and by uh, all movement Yes. if you will in that area. And so, I believe you're the one who brought up just saying, "Hey, whatever the bridge discussion is, let's that's a separate discussion. We still need to address safety in this neighborhood." Um and there was a meeting last week. Can you can you talk about what what happened at this meeting? I believe it was at Phoenix.
1: Yes. So, there was a meeting just to kind of talk about options. Um and I think uh, right now it's Bolton and Mank is doing the study. So, mm-hmm. they had the meeting and it was their mentality right now is not about doing big changes, but what small changes can we can we get out there really quickly that will make a difference? Um, maybe it's painting the crosswalks. Uh, I don't know if you've seen a lot of crosswalks now are just the two lines. Sure, They're not the, the crisscross lines mm-hmm. in a normal crosswalk. Um, having bump outs. Bump outs are a huge soft spot. Uh, a button for a lot of people. Sure, sure. Um, they make the pedestrian crossing shorter, mm-hmm. um, but they're hard for facilities to clean up after a snowstorm, or they're just a little bit more difficult. They make turning more difficult, um, which we shouldn't have a lot of large trucks on Fourth.
0: We them shouldn't so at all, no.
1: Um, so it's just some of those things. How can we? How can we make? Small changes matter.
0: Now to the bump out thing, uh, when that discussion happens before you're on council about downtown and I maybe I I can I can get behind the Demers Avenue debate of the the truck traffic that's on there. I get that. I drive downtown every single day. A bump out hasn't come out to get me yet.
1: Yes. Yes, and I think you know, like I think a lot of people are confused that the stop line is back. On some of those bump outs, so a bus can make the turn, right? And some people just blow past that stop line. Um, but I think there there's there's ways to to make it work. A bump out isn't the worst thing that some people think it is.
0: To to your point, um, uh, small things to be done to uh, I use the term mitigate. You're not going to eliminate traffic, right? Necessarily, it's, it's handle the traffic. Do you know what those bump outs have done downtown? They've slowed everyone down
1: yes and that's that's what they should do and so that's what we're kind of hoping for phoenix too Mm -hmm. um you know they're talking about where moving where the bus pickup is there's just a lot of new ideas um the the one lane that phoenix has is also an alley Mm -hmm. so it comes out Uh, it's just it's very confusing you know what parents park at three o'clock they park anywhere yes like what are, yes. Why i'm are not parking, parking i'm picking up
0: children <laughs> right. it's two different things
1: why are you parked in the crosswalk yep um yep. you know but we've all had those times when we're mm-hmm. we're running late from work or or whatever um so i've probably done it myself but um yeah so some of these small things that can make a difference
0: and i think that's a it's a it's a balance a little bit because we all love neighborhood schools my yes. kids don't go to phoenix but they go to they, they went to kelly in neighborhood school my kids could walk to school Yep. um Ch- uh, Cherry Street at eight o'clock in the morning and at three o'clock in the afternoon was terrible, right? Yep. Yeah, but, but but yes, that's but it's a neighborhood school. Phoenix is a neighborhood school, right? Did, if that school weren't there, I mean that that's a from a parent standpoint, that's that's a huge change,
1: right? And I don't I don't think we we don't mind the traffic. I shouldn't speak for everyone. I don't mind the traffic. I just want people to slow down, sure, and look for kids. They there's a lot of California rolls for the stop signs. That's fine. but Just stop and look for the kids.
0: I drive uh, on Belmont every day. That's 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 my route. Everyone has their route, yep. right? Um, when when that intersection of 4th and Belmont went from a traffic signal to a stop sign, it was due to an accident that took out the traffic signal. Two, it was, two accidents. Two accidents. That's yes, right. They were back-to-back. Um, I, I felt it slowed traffic down, but to your point, then you have a stop sign, and it's maybe not a red light. Uh, what... what when that went from a traffic signal to a stop sign, as someone who lives in the neighborhood, good, bad, and different?
1: It's different. Um, I think from from a kid's, or at least my kid's perspective, they felt safer crossing at a green light. Okay, they, they didn't feel safe crossing at that stop sign, so they would actually go the longer way and go up a block, or they would cross mid-block, which sure. I never promoted, <laughs> right. but they don't always listen. That's right. Um, so I think... From from their perspective, they like the the light better. Um, I think traffic. So if you're coming from Minnesota on Fourth, you saw a red light. You could cut down Reeves. You're sure. Um, yeah, We saw a lot of that. Um, but I think now it seems like traffic on Reeves has. I think traffic in the whole neighborhood has just increased. Sure. Um, so there's just more traffic everywhere. So we have to come up with better ways to deal with more traffic.
0: Now I I will say this is uh, so we're doing this study we uh, collective we the, the city with the consultants and nope, everything. that just you and I. Sure, <laughs> yeah, you and I. Um, but but if some things come out of this and and they work or make some. You know they they they, they move things in the right direction. Like you said, you're not going to eliminate all the cars, right? Mm-hmm. Those those cars are there. Um, Is it fair to assume that uh, whether it's the new school at Valley or pick the elementary school in a residential neighborhood, uh, you're creating a bit of a playbook for other school areas, don't you think?
1: Yes, that's our goal. um, Is to to find out some things that work and then be able to pass them on.
0: Sure, that's say you're maybe creating more work at the end of this, but that's (laughs) that's all right. That's all right. Uh, So part of this is we're talking traffic safety and 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 that's in that specific neighborhood there um yesterday at committee of the whole there was preliminary approval to the 2050 street and highway plan it's a planning document this one addresses specifically roads um which, which, you know it, part of the data input is traffic right yep. um it's, it's a it's a long-term planning document it references bridges but not at locations just kind of like a in town, south of town, north of town, broad broad type scope, um, long term planning documents like this. You're new on council, but I, I think you've been pretty involved in this. Um, what like what are some things that came came out of that, that, that? Out out of yesterday's vote, that you're just like, okay, I'm I'm glad this is I'm glad this is on the map, even though it may not be done next year. Well,
1: I I think it's a it's a bit of a bummer because we have to put this document out, sure, and we can't wait. For the study to come out where the bridge should be because i think once that bridge location is determined that that will adjust things but i think what the mpo is pointing out bridge or not uh, belmont needs needs a lot of work yes there's a lot of traffic on belmont so as something going to need to be widened Um, is there turning lanes needed there's just so many ifs um, and with not having that bridge location I think it, they can 't really narrow some of those down, sure, um, so I think that was interesting. It was interesting to see the growth of the city what what 's anticipated mm-hmm. um, I think that 's kind of exciting um,
0: and, and then i I think it also takes into uh, you talk about growth of the city, but it also takes into account types of traffic like there the the, the plan itself anticipated more. Truck traffic on Gateway. Now there's a potential soybean crushing plant up there. There, there's there's other agribusiness business on the north end, so that's where you would be have more trucks, right? right. So it, it it took into types of traffic as well.
1: Yep, yep. I think the MPO really breaks it down very well into kind of what parts of the cities are growing in which areas. If that makes
0: sense. It, yeah, because it's residential to the south. Those right. need different roads than trucks yep. to the north, right? Both growth. Yeah, both, both increases, different types of roads. Also took into some uh, took into account some maintenance. You mentioned Belmont Road, right? Um, it, w- whether it's maintenance, it's hard to find lanes in there. But is it is it you know this intersection needs a stop sign? Is, is there a traffic light added somewhere? And then the subsequent uh, that stretch from thirty second from Belmont to Washington or Belmont to Cherry. Every spring, I feel bad for a streets department. They got a lot of work to do. <laughs> now, that one gets beat up in the winter pretty hard. Right. But it's a residential road, right? So yeah. it's, it's it's tough.
1: Yep, and I think Belmont too. How it's parking on one side of the street, and yep. that that other side of the street, it feels so narrow. Like if there's a big truck coming, it's like, oh, can I squeeze over? Um, so I just think there's a there's a lot that can be done with Belmont, um, and and Belmont's going to continue to be used. Utilized
0: more and more. I, uh, I give tours on a, on a regular basis, uh, whether someone wants to look at our flood protection. is lots of times other municipalities, right? They're, they're, can, we, can you show us your flood protection and stuff? And part of the tour I always give is I start on Belmont Road at 47th. Okay. And I said, I'm going to indicate to you uh, the growth of the city and how planning changed as we drive north. Yes. And I go, you'll notice here on, on, on Belmont Road as we drive on it, it's a wider road. The trees are smaller. Mm-hmm. Right, and and as we go north, the road's going to get narrower, and the trees are going to get bigger, mm-hmm. and that just shows you it's it's almost like going through a time capsule of the city.
1: Interesting, I like it. I can picture it in my mind because I've driven it so many times. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I I do that, and then as as I as you get up there, and by the Phoenix neighborhood area. I get up there and it's these huge trees, right? Massive trees, and, it, and especially in the summertime, everyone's just like, "This is beautiful." But we're on a bus,
1: yeah.
0: And our bus driver just hates getting a little tight. And I'm like, "We're almost downtown. Just hang on. We're almost, we're almost there." But he's he's just, you know, he's has trees hitting the you know branches hitting yeah. the top of the bus and stuff. And um. Um, but it's 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 something we enjoy doing. Uh, with that street and highway plan, was there anything specific? Tying back into that that Phoenix traffic study, was there any indication? Did it give any recommendations for that area of town?
1: It does. It gives some. It it gives some needs improvement areas, and mm-hmm. that area is definitely one of them. Um, I think with that bridge crossing too, being the last bridge to Minnesota. Sure. Um, and then I think too with the depends on what the development is with the old water treatment park. Um, you know that's that's in that neighborhood too. Sure. Um, so I think depending on where that goes to, things, things will adjust.
0: And, and that's a good point. Um, I know some people say from a city standpoint, you, you know, you're shooting from the hip. No, the, the, that water, potent, our old water treatment plant is right off the Point Bridge, mm-hmm. and that is no longer used. and It is just a mountain of concrete. It can't be used as is. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so whatever development happens there could potentially add more to whether it's residential, maybe there's some commercial in there. I don't know. I don't know, but that could lead into that. We're not. We the city is not looking at redevelopment there without thinking of the other things as well.
1: Right, right. I hope not. <laughs> no, no.
0: Now I will say this. So we've talked. To, we've talked about you know planning things, the traffic in at Phoenix, the, the the transportation, the the highway transportation plan, the twenty fifty. As a council member, this is where you get involved, right? You're at the the high level planning when you, when you ran for council and now have been on council for a little bit. Um, is this what you anticipated being the high-level policy area, or were you looking more for, no, I want that stop sign to go right there?
1: I'm not sure. Not the stop sign right there. I think, I think it was just I had a desire to make my community better. So I'm not sure if either if I was stop sign or high-level, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle.
0: And and also on your, on your time on council, um, I know you, you – emails, phone calls, whatever it is, social media from constituents. Do you have one topic that – is it snow removal? Is it leaves? I can tell you right now I don't get a phone call. <laughs> one, for every three phone calls, two of them are about leaves. They're still working, by the way. Um, do you have a common denominator in Ward 4?
1: I'd say there was – There's been two of them so far. Yeah. One is uh, dogs, not on leashes. I didn't realize how many people avoid the Greenway because they're scared of dogs. Oh, interesting. And people who don't leash their dogs always have this, oh, but my dog is special. My dog is gentle. Um, And I'm I'm learning that people who are scared of dogs, it doesn't matter. Sure. You, You, by not leashing your dog, you're taking that opportunity away from them. And I thought that was... Really kind of sad. Right. Um, so I've gotten a lot of phone calls about that. And then the latest is snowmobiles. I received a lot of calls, text, phone calls about snowmobiles on the greenway.
0: If, if you don't mind me asking, did, did those phone calls, it was about 50-50? Did it lean heavier one way or than the other? Now that a decision has been made, have, do they still happen? What
1: I think, you know, my ward is a lot of the greenway. Yeah. It was 97 to 3%. 97% percent of people did not want snowmobiles okay
0: i am non-scientific polling i asked Councilmember Weber the same thing when he was on the podcast a couple weeks ago and he he kind of gave the same answer i i think that's that's um good to hear um i even get that from our office where somebody will call and i get it if there's something happening in front of you in front of your house that's very important that is very important i'm not discrediting that yeah. just because it's the first time I hear about it doesn't <laughs> mean right. I'm sure you're getting phone calls about this I'm like, this is the first time I'm hearing about it I've, I've, I haven't gotten a phone call note. are you serious now yeah I, I'm, I'm sorry yep. <laughs> yeah
1: well it, and it's kind of you know when you see something or when you put something out there and there's a mistake in it you're obviously not seeing it but everyone else assumes you know about it but yeah someone right. needs to step up and tell and you let us know right it, it's kind of like the first year of hockey at the Ralph I spelled gophers with an l and nobody corrected me oh so the whole game it said golfers. oh on the scoreboard not a single nobody said a word corrected me
0: that's that's the unique because that first game was against the gophers yes. i was there yeah that's right wow i had no idea mm-hmm.
1: Did... so i think um, i think people need to speak up because um, don't assume that that people know an issue
0: or i i i, I say this i say this to my kids Right, is we're in preteen years, right? So everything's important. Um, when things are going great, and in your head you're just like I'm indestructible. It's it's never as good as you think it is. But when things aren't going great, it's not as bad as you think it is, right? You know, you yeah. get, there's there's somewhere in the middle. I when I worked in TV and I do a show and I'm like I was terrible. What did I do? And then I rewatch the show next to one where I thought was good. And I'm like, God, oh, they're about the same. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. And, and I'm, I'm sure in, in your business with, with HB Summer, it's the same thing, right? You come back from a show, you're like, like you know in your head how you wanted it to go. Maybe it maybe didn't go that way. It doesn't mean it went poor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's some that, head, when there was an, yeah, it felt, sometimes when there's an issue, it felt like everyone noticed. That's right. a good point because sometimes people wouldn't notice at okay. all.
0: And, and then another one we use is you do something 10 times, you get it right 9 you only hear about that one time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. All right. So we're going to get into, I've been doing this now. We, we've talked business. We've, we've covered Ward 4. Okay. Uh, for those of you who haven't uh, gone out to vote yet, you have until 7 o'clock. It's November 14th. Go do it. I don't care which way you vote. Just go vote. Um, Thanksgiving is next week. So we, we had uh, Councilmember Rosowski. We talked about UND and DSU. We had Councilmember Weber. We talked about Halloween. So we won't do a show now until after Thanksgiving, with Councilmember Kavami, so we get to talk Thanksgiving. Okay. So so, just, you've heard about the first Thanksgiving, right? There was, there was yes. you know, pilgrims and all that stuff, um, Native Americans and all that stuff. Do you know when that was?
1: You could have told me to study.
0: <laughs> I, um, I just wrote it down myself. It's not like I knew.
1: 1887.
0: No, 1621. Wow. Yeah, no, I, it the same way. And evidently, it was a three-day festival.
1: Interesting. Well, ours is kind of three days. It kind of. We do it. We we get long
0: weekends out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Another interesting one is we do Thanksgiving. It is the, uh, what, the fourth Thursday of November. That was put into place by Abraham Lincoln to coincide with when Pilgrims landed here. Okay. Because there's a debate of when the first Thanksgiving time of year that actually happened.
1: Oh, okay. Now,
0: I'm not going to give too much credit to our Canadian friends, but it sounds like the Canadian Thanksgiving in October is probably right. <laughs> they say that the tied to harvest. So the okay. first Thanksgiving was probably closer to early October than it was uh, yeah. than it was to late November.
1: Well, okay, where was the first Thanksgiving?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I did not look that up. <laughs> Okay, because yeah. I,
1: you know, I guess we're, we live in the tundra. Right. It gets right. very cold. It gets very cold here. So it's right. got to
0: be south of that. Yes. Uh, probably closer to an ocean. Right. Yeah. And then you get into that, right? This is before we had borders and everything. Did it take place in Canada? <laughs> you know? right? Yeah, who, who knows? Okay. Um, I don't know how it is in your house, um, but Thanksgiving in my house, I wake up, and I don't have control of the TV for a while because we have to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day of Parade. Of course. Right? That, that's part of the deal. Um. Now, the first parade, do you know when the first parade was?
1: I'm terrible with dates like this.
0: Because um, I was surprised. I didn't know.
1: You will never ask me to be your partner at Bar Trivia. Okay.
0: 1924. Okay. So, you know, the the parade now, and there's all these balloons and everything. That first parade, they actually took live animals from the Central Park Zoo, walked them down the oh. street.
1: I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, that's a way to do it. But, and, and not just like, oh, we're taking the horses or monkeys, elephants. Wow. Right, right down the street. Uh-huh. And that was the parade. I thought that was interesting. I mentioned the balloons. Now, this is what, This is a straight guess. I don't know. Which balloon has been in the most, which character? Garfield. No, no, not a bad guess. Not a, right. You have to go back to comic strip time, right? Yep. Snoopy.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Snoopy has been, in. now this is as of 29, because it's not every year that Snoopy's in it, but since 2019, or as of 2019, 39 times.
1: Oh, so he's taken quite a few years off. Quite,
0: well, They talked about how there's a few years where there was the, 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 the Peanuts cartoon group, but they had Charlie Brown as the balloon and okay. not Snoopy, and, but Snoopy's there. Now, this is the one I talked to you about beforehand. Thanksgiving Day song, like we don't, we have Christmas songs, we have Easter songs, right? Mm-hmm. right? Fourth of July, there's there's patriotic songs. They don't think a Thanksgiving Day song. But evidently there is a very popular song that was written that we all sing that was actually a Thanksgiving Day song. Jingle bells.
1: That is, that doesn't even make sense because I thought the jingle bells were from sand. It was
0: originally titled One Horse Open Sleigh. Oh. And, and this is in the 1800s. 1850s, written in 1857, meant to be a Thanksgiving Day song. It's doing whatever. And then in 1859, around Christmas, got popular. So the composer changed the name of it, and it's now a Christmas song.
1: Interesting. Well, <laughs> good for him for adapting. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, I think it's a good entrepreneur move there. Right? I got a product. thought it was over here. It's now over here. So let's make that work.
1: Well, maybe we need to write a Thanksgiving song. Yeah.
0: This is where I'm not a good partner for you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can do that. You're the creative side. Uh, coming up to Thanksgiving, is there a go-to dish at Thanksgiving besides turkey? Well, or maybe you're not a turkey house.
1: Well, I don't eat meat. Oh. Um, so if Jamie's here, he can do the turkey because I'm not sure doing that. Um, I'm a huge fan of sweet potatoes, so we oh. have to have a new sweet potato dish
0: every year. Oh, a new one. Yes. See, I like sweet potatoes as well. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the next day
1: yes, one, a little bit better because once next sweet potato
0: sits in the fridge for a little bit, yeah it 's now a dessert yes,
1: true <laughs> and my mother in law does make really good pies, so I look forward to that yeah, yeah.
0: The sweet potatoes uh, in, in my house and, and this is very much a Scandinavian thing, very much a Scandinavian thing. I grew up, and you can get it any time of the year, but it only came out at holidays was potato sausage. Role, so. Yeah. It, 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 my wife says the same thing, <laughs> right? The, there are three people in the world that I know like it, and it's my father and my two brothers.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Huh.
0: So, uh, and it's it's funny, on Thanksgiving, My, if, if we're hosting Thanksgiving, my wife does all the work, all the work. I'll do dishes, all the dishes, but all the food prep, she does all the work. And then she goes, it's time for your potato sausage, and she leaves the kitchen. <laughs> uh. I, it's, it's literally boiling water and just putting it in there. But she goes, you're doing that.
1: You're going to have to Google potato sausage. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's a good one. I, I don't know where it's where my family came from in Sweden, if it was a thing or not. But yeah. it's it's in the Bernstrom household. Well, uh, Trish, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming back. I think we, uh, we covered what's going on in Grand Forks at, at this time. Not going to lie, loving the weather.
1: Yes, it's amazing.
0: We're stealing a day. We're stealing a winter day every day. <laughs> I walked in with no coat today.
1: I know. This morning walk, it was beautiful. Yeah, so I will take
0: it. That's the way to go. So uh, thank you for coming by and on the City Chatter podcast, and I appreciate it.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you. And uh, Trish Lusky, thank you. Uh, crews are going to be picking up leaves through this week. We'll see where we go from there, but we run into the Thanksgiving holiday next week. Um, and it, at the time we're doing this, it is November 14th, so we'll find out here soon what, what the state of a sales tax extension we'll see what happens and what subsequently happens after that with a potential indoor turf and pool facility but other than that uh you want to catch any past episode of the city chatter podcast go to grandforksgov.com slash podcast and can you can see all the past episodes i think we were at episode 12 and i'm probably wrong i think 12 12 hey back room 12 we're on episode 12 good deal all right thank you everybody have a good day